It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome to the Epics Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? Doing awesome, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty great. I have a new setup going on. I asked the wife, I said, look, I'm spending too much time setting up, tearing down in the kids' playroom. So let's change stuff around um, so that entailed me buying new stuff, her rearranging the den, picking out paint, picking out a new TV, a new TV stand, a rug, uh, storage bins for the... So it got way more expensive than I planned. (laughs) (laughs) Got way more expensive. Um, But welcome to episode 122. It is being recorded on February 24th, 2022. Um, And it's snowing once again in Ohio. Get it together, Ohio. Yeah, three to six inches. Gotta love it. But (laughs) episode 122, before we get too far into it, I'll read the disclaimer. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Upix podcast are solely those of myself and thank me later and any guests of the podcast that do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team, nor are we financial advisors. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. Now, for anybody that is watching this for the first time, can you tell us what is Upland there? Thank me later. Yeah, absolutely. So Upland is a metaverse uh, that is built on uh, blockchain with NFTs. Right now, the primary focus is property development. So it's based on real world addresses, property development, and building and expanding out to other NFT adventures like uh, pairing with the NFLPA for their legits. So I guess it's an ever-expanding metaverse. Uh, that's probably the most confusing way to explain that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It used to be simple. You <laughs> yeah. could buy and sell yeah. properties. Oh, I know. And the thing was, he even asked me. He said, he, he texted me several days ago, like, I'm going to ask you this. You better, You better be prepared. And I remember thinking, all right, be prepared. And then you asked me, and I'm like, damn, I don't remember what Upland was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we do have a, a jam-packed show for you today. We have the uh, most of the founders from the Players Lounge with us talk about their awesome project they got going on. Um, and then we have your weekly Upland market update, and we got some pretty fun. Would you accept that trade offers to see what Thank Me Later would do? And it's just not properties this time. We have some uh, some legits thrown in there, and some straight up upex offers. It's not property for property, so exciting for you. Nothing. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Very cool. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I like the, I'm, I'm just like, yep, yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. Okay. All right. So, but what we do have today is uh, the Players Lounge. They have the digitally generated dogs, and uh, I'm pretty excited about this project. I discovered it. Um, well, first I'll bring everybody on. Um, I'll bring them on. And uh, 
the way I found out about this project was uh, somebody tweeted about it 30 minutes before it launched. So I had to do my due diligence really quick and find out really what it was about. And then I sent out a bunch of texts to a bunch of you guys saying, hey, you got to check these guys out. And there's been a couple of projects I've been very excited about. The first time I found Upland, I jumped all over it. I saw that it was something that was easy to understand, something that was easy to do. And I could see how it could have a secondary market value to it with buying and selling properties. The second one was NBA Top Shot. When I got an early into beta testing NBA Top Shot, I know you were laughing at me, thank me later when you're like, why do you keep buying these packs? I'm like, it's just like baseball cards and basketball and football cards, but they're videos. And uh, that's worked out pretty well for me. Um, Autograph IO was another one I got excited about because Tom Brady just doesn't lose. So if he's pairing with people, you definitely want to jump in on the Autograph IO stuff. And then the fourth one is this uh, Players Lounge project. And that's all BS aside just because these guys are on it. Serious. It, it makes it simple. Um, they're from the University of Georgia, former athletes, former students. Um, but what they're doing is they created these mascots from the University of Georgia that, uh, off the Bulldog, and they, you know, kind of like the board game. Sport, Ape, Yacht Club, and all that. They generated a bunch of different ones and spit them out. But the cool thing is, is there's 5,000 of them, and they're really making that connection with the fan and the athlete and then helping the athlete out with the name, and image, and likeness. 50% of these profits are going to the athletes that have partnered with these guys. Um, so I, I, see, I see it. It's a pretty awesome project because Georgia's in the SEC, their stadium is the 10th largest in the uh, college football arena. They seat about 93,000 people. Once their boosters and their fans really understand NFTs and really understand and hear about this project, once again, not financial advice, but I, I can see these original ones going through the roof. And I always joke I've been spending my kids' college fund on Upland and NBA Top Shop, but yes, I'm donating to this project also. Um, but welcome, welcome, guys, to the upland property experts podcast um thank you so much for taking time with us tonight um so great to be here yeah uh how'd you guys even get started with this project how long do you have (laughs) we got we've gone for two hours before so (laughs) oh man i um so the the long the long kind of uh, short story is, uh, you know, we all, we all played college at the university level and um, all were very, um, had friends that were deeply affected by their, the inability or the, um, the NCAA's uh, lockdown of players um, name, image, and likeness. And so uh, you pair that with the fact that when we got done playing, all of us have been working for years on how do you better connect with players when they're in college playing the game versus waiting until they leave and and trying to connect to, you know, create a strong letterman network. Um, So when it comes to name image likeness and and creating sort of a big family, uh, you know, between people that played 50 years ago, 10 years ago, or playing right now, um, we thought this project was the perfect way to bridge all of those gaps. And so it, it's sort of been 10 years in the making, but at the same time, it's just been a, you know, a few months in the making as well. 
Uh, that that's pretty cool. Um, and you would have been Thank Me Later's favorite player because you wore number sixty nine in college, and you were the long stamper. You're so close to the kicker. When we had fantasy football league, he drafted like eight kickers the first year, so the next year we had to ban the kicker. I'm like, dude, it's not soccer. I don't know sports. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, f- funny story on the, uh, the number. I was a walk on, and uh, you know, for those people that don't know, there's 125 guys on a football team, but there's only 99 numbers, um, right? So somebody doesn't get a number. <laughs> um, so my um, my first day, I actually got locker number 132. And if you can do math, you realize that 132 is, is greater than 125. So it was very clear that uh, some people weren't going to make it. And thankfully, I went from locker number 132 to locker number 112. And I hung out there for a year. And then the next year, we finished my second season. I walk in in the spring, and none of my, my stuff is in locker 112. It's all gone. So I'm saying, oh, well... I guess I'm done. And everybody around me is sort of snickering. And uh, I look, and, like, my shoe is hanging outside a one of the rows, and, I, and there's another shoe, and there's some pads. And they kind of left a, a trail of breadcrumbs to uh, locker number 69. And the managers thought it was hilarious. And the story I got later was I was supposed to get 59 because it had come up. Uh, but they thought it would be way funnier to put the little long snapper in 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that that story was more in detail than the origins of DGG, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you can't tell, I'm still a little hurt about it, but I've embraced yeah. it. It, it. It worked well. Oh, that's cool. So let's see here. I know you, Trent, and Keith, and all, all four of you guys played together at some sort of time together, correct? Yeah. I think I think I just missed Trent and Keith. Did, were you there with Ty at all? Yeah, he was a fifth year senior my freshman year. Ty yeah, and, and I, I played one year with you, Aaron. We okay, we were one year together. Trent. So yeah, and me and Keith had two or two years together. Yeah, yeah. So the brothers did not overlap. Yeah, me and Ty didn't play together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you played enough backyard football growing up, I imagine. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. Um, now, you guys had an exciting announcement the other day of uh, an expansion already. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the expansion you got going on? Yeah, so we, you know, the first launch was was really successful. We were really excited about this whole new NIL world of, of you know, players being able to get paid off their name, image, and likeness. Um, so kind of when the news broke that, you know, 11 players at Georgia – each got the split a pot of $305,000. So each player got right around $28,000. There's a lot of people at other campuses like, whoa, you know, how do we bring the players lounge to our spot? Um, so it's been a really fun kind of to, to take this, this idea and this thought um, from, from kind of place to place. So right now we've officially launched some partners and have started signing players up at LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, uh, and a few more that we will be announcing next week. Uh, so stay tuned to that. Uh, but I got a lot in the pipeline that we're really excited about. You know, I just think to us, um, it's, it's, it's a no brainer win, win from a lot of sides. Players obviously get a chance to make some good money. 
The players get a chance to build their brand through interaction. And then the fans, those who own these NFTs, get to interact in an authentic way with our current and former players through tailgates, video game tournaments, signings, golf tournaments, you know, our Discord channel. Those interactions we think are beneficial not only to the, to, to the, 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 the fans, but also to the student athletes. And, and all these guys here will tell you um, that your, your football career is very short. Uh, especially even if you make it to the NFL. I mean, the best the best are retiring, what, on average, probably in their late 30s. The connections you make in college and in, in, in the NFL are the ones that are going to help you down the line when you do put up the shoulder pads. So we're helping try to facilitate that now and, and get those those chance interactions through the power of these NFTs. Nice. Uh, so how did all four of you start getting together um, since you're – Everybody didn't play together, and you guys have been out of the college athletics for a while. Keith, you know, you had your uh, unfortunate injuries in the NFL, so that that had to be uh, – you, you get your dream of something you work so hard for, and then you, you just end up being injured the whole time and cut your career short. So how would you guys all get together on this? I guess I could take this one and start it off um, – so as you mentioned, obviously, we all kind of went our separate ways post-ball, uh, post-college, graduating, you know, went to test out different things. Um, and so me, myself, you know, I've brandished myself as trying to become a businessman. So I'm currently getting an MBA. Um, you know, one of the things that we were learning about was, uh, you know, blockchain technology, different use cases. And so the NFTs were a big part of that. Um, Ty is somebody who I've always kind of communicated with about business ideas because of his background and uh, an entrepreneur, different, um, you know, initiatives that he was pushing for. And I have some myself. And so we were always in communication a little bit. Uh, me and Murray, we always, you know, stay close every now and then during the football season. I can give him a hard time because he's an announcer now, so he can't act like he loves Georgia as much as he does. Um, and so, you know, I think just, you know, standing in communication over the last few years, it allowed um, for us to reconnect with this idea. I'll let Ty take it from there because he's the one that was the brainchild behind uh, all the magic that you guys have seen. And he kind of pulled the rest of us together, him and Trent. Uh, but, you know, that's how we kind of stayed in communication. Yeah, so um, I've been in startups now since 2013, and if I've learned anything in that nine to 10-year period is um, teams uh, have success, ideas don't, right? Um, It's all about the team and the the execution. And so I knew if we wanted to pull this thing together, we had to have the right team. Um, And you look around, and uh, a team needs certain roles, and – I'm lucky that I was able to to pull a network to get people, you know, to believe in me and, and to join this team, you know, to fill those roles in, in the way that everybody on our, our founding team has done. Um, it's been really special for me just to sort of kind of take a back seat and let them take this and run with it. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, they're a bunch of special dudes and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy, uh, wild fast few months. Um, I think we've all learned a ton and had a lot of fun. And where'd you, so how'd you guys, I'll show off my, um, the dogs that I've uh, acquired so far and will help pay for my kids' college education. And real quick, can I tell the story of like, because you kind of glossed over, like you text some people, like it's in the middle of the afternoon, right? I'm I'm at work, I get a call, and it's too stupid, I'm like, what? And he's like, dude, you got a dapper balance? And I'm like, 
yeah, I got a diaper balance. And he's like, you got to buy these dogs. And I'm like, what dogs? And he's like, they're $200 a piece. Go buy a bunch. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I, he gives the link and sure enough, I'm like, all right. And I open one. I'm like, dang, this is cool. And I open another one. I'm like, dang, this is cool. I'm like, how many more of these do I need to buy? He's like, I don't know. So I buy a couple more. It was awesome. It was so smooth, very seamless. I've been a part of a lot of drops, and I must say that was pretty fun. Uh, Somebody bought like over 50. <laughs> that, was, that was not me. That's not me. Yeah, so that was it, it was really interesting to get the um, the statistics back and look at the breakdowns, and, and we've had a lot of fun. Um, you know, in this, we had a hypothesis of who we would uh, – who we would get to know, who would join our community. And I think parts of it we were right about and parts of it we were completely wrong about, right? And so, like, for us to be sitting here having a conversation with you guys, we would have never dreamed, you know, that this project would have brought all of us together. And, and it's even bigger than that. We've had people reach out from Germany and Switzerland and Russia, and they want they want a, um, you know, international chat because they don't speak English. And we've had some people say, I'm watching the national championship in a bar tonight in uh, Europe, I've never watched an American football game, but the dogs are my favorite team. <laughs> it's, been, it's been really cool. Yeah. And I, how did you guys end up going with uh, Flow and getting hooked up with Dapper Labs? Because that made your launch very smooth. They've worked a lot of stuff out with the Crypto Kitties. Uh, Thank Me Later had a, a Crypto Kitty Island property in Upland <laughs> that he uh, offloaded for $10,000 that he spent like maybe $100 on. So that's. <laughs> but so we've been very familiar with Dapper Labs um, and the Flow blockchain. So very nice. Uh, how'd you guys end on that blockchain? Keith, you want to take that? Yes, sir. So, starting off, you know, I'm newer to crypto than Trent and and Ty, but, you know, they were obviously evaluating some of the other opportunities as far as Polygon, uh, Solana, some of the other chains that are very popular. I think the reason that we settled on on, uh, the flow was, one, obviously because of the Dapper integration, the ability to leverage that, which was huge for kind of our consumer base that we thought we were targeting. Um, you know, one of the things that we found out fairly early on is a large percentage of the people that we were trying to get to purchase these DGDs because of the utility that was attached to it, being a fan. Um, they were unfamiliar with crypto. You know, a lot of people are even hesitant to go, you know, when you say blockchain, NFT, you know, Bitcoin, people just kind of stand off this. And so the thing about Flow, it allowed us to really use that Dapper technology, which, you know, people can go on there and buy it with the credit card. And it takes away all that barrier to entry, all that onboarding having to get expertise on, you know, exactly. Like I got to go buy this coin and then transition it over to this other wallet. Um, and so that made it much, you know, a, a fairly easy decision. Um, and then, you know, since being on flow, it's been, it's been amazing. One of the things that really helped us sell out on the day of the launch was all the crossover from all the other cool projects on flow. So we had a lot of people from ballers coming in and purchasing our stuff and engaging in our community. And uh, we saw that really across the whole chain. So it's been, a, it's been a great experience today. And that's, to help be successful is you got to make it easy. You got to make anybody able to do it. So everybody knows how to sign up for a website. That's what it is. Signing up for Dapper Labs. Everybody knows how to use a credit card. So it, it, it just made it genius and it made it, well, it, it made it very successful for you guys because you keep it simple and it's easier to get the mass masses to sign up and roll with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you said, I heard you on the, Ty, I heard you on the AMA on Flowverse the other day, and you said, you know, the most successful projects are the ones that get out in front of the most eyes. Well, we've seen some projects get out in front of the most eyes and had some rug pulls here uh, in the NFT world. Um, 
So it's not always getting to the most eyes, but it's making it simple. It's making it transparent. It's you guys have all your names up there. You can look your LinkedIn profiles up. You can look up your Wikipedia pages. And so, you know, it's not like too stupid to win because if I ever do a project, I'll put my full name out there. But that, you know, you know, you're not going to get a rug pull. Somebody like Aaron, who's doing sports coverage for CBS, you you know, you put his name out there. So it you know, that, that helps to make a project successful, that people know who you are and they can see your background and the simplicity and knowing you, who you are and having a quality product. Um, I went to share. So I ended up buying three dogs. Um, and then I've been buying off the secondary market. Um, been buying off the secondary market. I picked this one up secondary, um, secondary, I got one today. This one was 44% off a of mint price. So I had to snatch it. And then it was sub 100. So I had to snatch nice. it, <laughs> but nice. you know, it's just a common, but Hey, if you're buying under mint, that's, that's a nice um, day. I, I, I love the, I love 2189. You know, we talked about that earlier, but, um, yeah, that headband and yeah it's awesome the teeth teeth are the best i love the teeth on that one (laughs) my favorite i want to go back to what you said though about kind of putting our names out there and you know as we we talked earlier about the expansion uh as you you kind of get a good glimpse of what those sweet teeth look like there uh we we are doing the same thing at these other schools so kind of our, our mindset is we want to bring in not only current players but former players as well that have great you know, reputations within that fan base. Um, and we've done a great job of selecting guys like Jacob Hester at LSU, Derek Johnson and Brian Jones at Texas, um, Trevor Knight at Texas A&M, and a bunch more that, like I said, we're going to be announcing here in the next couple of weeks to really let the fans know that, hey, you're investing in something that these guys have credibility. They've done right by their universities, their football teams, their fan bases, and are really excited to bring this project to to these new um, these new fans across the country. Yeah, and that's now with the expansion. I mean, did you guys foresee it being this successful this fast? Yes, to be. I, at least I thought it could. I mean, Ty. When Ty called me back in October and told me the idea. You know, I was like, this, this is like, why has no one thought of this before? Like, this just makes way too much sense. Um, this is, you know, a fan's dream to get to this kind of interaction. And then obviously the NIL opportunity, like they're, they're, if we work our tails off, which this is a great team and everyone is working their butts off to make this happen, um, you know, we can, we can thrive not only at Georgia, but we can, we can take this everywhere we want it to, to, to kind of go. So um, I was pretty confident. There were times when we were a little bit nervous, like the night before we launched, you know, we had a team call. We're like, boys, be ready just in case, kind of figure out what the plan's going to be. I mean, we were all like not sleep. At least I didn't sleep well the night before. Um, you just never know. I mean, it's first of its kind, for goodness sakes, uh, of NFT in this space and the way we did it. So there was a lot of nerves. Um, I would say probably that 24 hours before, but you know, Launch day was just an absolute blast, man. We had a great time and uh, celebrated that entire night. Yeah. Quick little tidbit on that. One of the reasons we were nervous is because we had a pre-sale where it was two or three days before the actual public sale. And so it took the pre-sale longer to sell out than it took the public sale. 
And so we didn't really know how to gauge it based on, you know, how the, we still sold out and it was great for publicity and stuff. But um, I think people kind of got that FOMO during the public sale. And like I said, those other communities started pouring in and it was really, it was really amazing. I think even early on during, during the process of the public sale, me and Ty were texting back and forth, kind of like, kind of nervous, you know, so. Now, what was it like it, as you were watching? Now, go ahead. I was just going to say, it goes back to uh, how fortunate we are to be in such an incredible ecosystem like Flow, you know, and um, every project there uh, has been successful and then has turned around and helped all the other projects and the different founders have been amazing to us. Um, Yeah, it's just been great. And it's not only just having these DGDs and the ones that you're going to be creating, but it's the interaction that you guys are building in this community too. And the access that these will give you, what are some of the things that you guys are looking to do for the DGD holders? So we've got a couple uh, events coming up. You know, we, we talked about one of them uh, there before we jumped on that we're pretty excited about. Uh, but those are sort of just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and so th- those, that, you know, for the people listening, <clears throat> we're, um, we're launching a, uh, an inaugural golf tournament, followed up by an after party, followed up by a tailgate in a two-day period um, right before one of the biggest uh, spring games in the country here in Athens. Um, and then we're also working on some more in-person events this summer, and we're working on some events uh, that won't necessarily be in person but can happen over uh, Zoom or Twitch or um, YouTube, etc. Now that's pretty awesome. And uh, as I was saying beforehand, it, we're getting three to six inches of snow tonight. So if uh, if I can, uh, if me and my wife can find some babysitters for the kids, uh, we might be at the golf outing and get a, get a couple yeah, of days y'all away. Yeah, you have to make it down for the spring game. Yeah. The spring. I'll have to compare the Ohio State spring game to the Georgia spring game. Let you let you guys know the difference. I will let you know. You know, the year after winning a national championship for the first time in forty years, that weekend in Athens is going to be. Uh, it's going to be pretty <laughs> special. So if you've ever been to Athens and you want to enjoy yourself a little bit on a nice spring day, this will be uh, the absolute best weekend to go. Plus, like Ty alluded to, you start off with a great golf tournament party Friday night with the DGD Mafia a tailgate on Saturday and then go enjoy the spring game uh, and then go burn down the city afterwards will be a, a, a really fun for you. First time, possibly first time experience to Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. That's- we're going to go party at our old stopping grounds in college. Haven't been back in three or four years. So I think we're all, we're going to buy all the Keith, boys. Keith, is like, Keith goes back like every three weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Mr. Murray. <laughs> No, that's uh, this is a. I'm really excited about the project, and I'm pretty bullish on it. And I'm excited for you guys, and I'm glad we were able to connect. And you know, when I reached out, like, hey, you want to come on this uh, game about virtual property? And you guys are just all about it. So do appreciate that. Yeah, we um, like I said, you know, we've learned so much about this world, and uh, the more we learn, the more you realize we don't know. And so as a, as a group, one of the things or two of the things that we're really interested in, um, because it makes a ton of sense from a blockchain and from a, a fan community engagement standpoint, is gaming and real estate. Um, and there's ways to put the two together, especially when you start thinking, um, 
about some of those uh, fan engagement interactions that we're talking about. Um, and so there, you know, that world is such a um, black box in the right term, but it, it's, it's so hard to really jump in and get to know if you don't know where to start. And there's, there's uh, platforms on so many different blockchains and they're all set up differently. Some are, are set up in like, you know, the terrestrial globe standpoint, some are set up more, you know, like a, a Roblox or a, you know, something like that where they you know, create their own kind of land. And so we were really excited to jump on here and just learn about all the stuff going on in Upland um, because it's, to me, it's through these interactions where the, the really amazing creative uh, kind of juice comes from that leads to innovative uh, you know, steps in, in these industries. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing that separates, in my mind, separates Upland from Decentraland or the sandboxes. Everything's based off of real-world property addresses. Um, the landmarks will be replicas of those buildings, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, Rockefeller Center, stuff like that. But yet you can build, sooner or later, you'll have custom designs, people building different architecture that you can build their designs for buildings Um and it looks to be a full functioning economy. And we're really excited for that. You can bring NFTs in. They're working at, to expand that. But, you know, you're already able to import NFTs from other projects in. So I can't wait to put my NBA top shots and my DGDs up in my home base in Upland once, once I figure out where that's at. <laughs> but uh, they do have a contest going on right now to uh, for building, for new building types and uh that will be user selected, so that's pretty exciting. How do we get them to, uh, to open up Athens, Georgia for us? That's what we really want to know. Uh, that's what our community wants to know. <laughs> well, the closest you'll get is Atlanta, and you got a better shot of Atlanta since it hosts a Man, football they team. They put me in Clovis, California. If they can do Clovis, they can do Athens. <laughs> <laughs> who do we, who right. do we have to talk to? That's that's fair. It's like. <laughs> I can't even argue with that. Nope. So at this point, it's just you guys got to get us in front of the right people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll definitely talk offline and uh, get you the proper connection so you guys can have those uh, conversations. Um, I, I'm excited for it, and I already uh, reached out letting them know that you guys might be in contact. So Awesome. Um, did you guys get involved in Ballers or any other projects? Yeah, so um, I've tried to jump into almost every project uh, in Dapper and on the Flow ecosystem that I can. Uh, full disclosure, the first thing that I bought after I bought several DGDs <laughs> um, was uh, a baller. Um, so I, I, I thought it was very important for us to go join that community and jump in and uh, you know learn more about what's going on over there and then We've also jumped into to several others. Um, we learned last night about one called Rooms, which sounds really interesting. Um, and then uh, I, I'm a part of uh, the Goobs and um, the Goats, which I have to say, if you don't know the stuff about the, the Goat stuff, I'll be the first one to tell you I don't really understand all the stuff that goes on, but the founder has gone above and beyond for us. And he's, he's got a tech business on the side, and they do a lot of really cool things called Graffle.io, and he's really helped our tech side of things. And so I, I hope those guys crush it. Yeah, nice. Anybody else pick anything else up, or are you still just with the dogs? 
one thing about Ty, he got in on on the ballers. He thought he was going to get the airdrop, and he didn't have his wallet connected right. So he missed oh, <laughs> the whole week. He was telling me, "Dude, I'm going to get the airdrop. I'm going to get the airdrop," and then he didn't get the airdrop. So that's the thing that, um, for better or worse, like when I jump into something, like I'm in it. I don't I don't care if it goes, up, you know, to the moon or or if it you know drops. I'm not going to sell it. I, I joined it because I want to be a part of the community. So I bought it and I left it in my Dapper wallet and I never thought about it. I never connected it to the marketplace. Yeah, I didn't care. I just I just wanted to be a part of the community. <laughs> I didn't connect it to the marketplace. So I, I didn't get the airdrop. Yeah. <laughs> a little salty about it, but yeah, it, it, it's all right. Uh, now, uh, Aaron, in your line of work, have you been talking about that? What What's the response that you get with the people you interact with daily? Uh, they love it. And actually, it's funny. A bunch of the people I work with are actually partnering with us at their universities to bring it to their university, um, So, which is great. I mean, part of the brand and part of the things we're going to be doing with engagement with players is a lot of the media. Um, whether it's podcasts, whether it's stuff like on StreamYard, um, get to know the players beyond just the, you know, the field or the court or wherever, wherever they're playing. Um, so it's great to team up with guys that are in the, I guess, entertainment industry already, the broadcasting industry. So it, it is funny. I mean, I, I, you know, as I'm doing radio or TV to call a game with them, I've kind of brought the, brought the whole project up to them in the past four months. And they're like, same thing I said earlier, like, hey, man, we love it. Our fan base at X school would love it. Can I help bring it there? So, um, yeah, I would say most, a lot of the guys, not most, I would probably say a third of the guys that we're bringing on as our ambassadors are guys that I've worked with um, or know through the TV and radio space. Nice. That, that That's good that it's being received so well. So that's awesome. Um, Franklin, uh, 52G. He had to find out from an Ohio boy. He's a Georgia boy. He had to find out from me about your guys' project just last week. <laughs> so I was like, come on, man. So he, he made some excuses, but he's down with you guys. So um, you guys have any questions for us or anything you want to say before we let you guys uh, get out of here? How much we appreciate you reaching out. Um, you know, that's one of, I, I think I've said this and I, I really mean it. Um, it's amazing how much everybody in this whole community has reached out to try to help. Um, we've met more people than we could have imagined. We've, we've jumped into more projects than I think we could have imagined. Um, it's, it's been a ton of fun. And we're serious. We want to talk to the people at Upland. We have some really cool ideas. Um, so we, we love connection, especially if anybody's listening, uh, you know, can help finagle that. We, um, we'd love to be in touch. Oh, yeah. We got gotcha. you. I have to start, start buying some properties in up, Upland and hit that 14% return. I can't hit that on, on physical real estate. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk offline. We'll, we'll put you in the right contact, and uh, we can uh, also help uh, guide, you, guide you in your – real estate adventures in the metaverse. And you're speaking uh, my brother's language now, so yeah. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was it was funny to see how it's evolved um, in the last two years, going from the top players had about 
20,000, 30,000. Like people were excited when somebody had 35,000. Now you have over 25 players that have over $100,000 or more invested into this game and picking up stuff. Um, like we talked pre-show, you know, the, the floor of Manhattan, you could mint properties for less than $5 at, at one point in time. And now they're selling for over $100. And Manhattan was just released. When was Manhattan released? Thank me later. Late 2020? Yeah, late 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good return right there. And I'm going to ask a a really dumb question. Um, What blockchain is Upland on? Uh, EOS. EOS. Yeah. And was that built for Upland? Um, no, but they do run one of the, they do run a own node so they can produce their own blocks. Um, so gotcha. they, they produce their own blocks, uh, and everything they've been doing is been pushing the boundaries and they do, they have to do stress tests for the new city releases. It, it gets a lot of people upset because it's, it's crazy. You have thousands of people trying to just mint property in a little neighborhood and you're helping the team stress the system to make sure they can do full city launches. Um, and, you know, they have 16 cities out and they'll be looking to get all 32 NFL cities out for their partnership there. And so a lot of plus Athens, plus Athens. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have control of that, but we can help influence. <laughs> but, but the people who do listen to this podcast yeah, every Monday. <laughs> every Monday, the founders listen to this. So they'll hear you. I, I'm down for it. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, let's have the conversation. No, but seriously, guys, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, you guys are more than welcome. I'll put you backstage. You're more than welcome to hang out, watch the rest of the uh, podcast as we break down uh, the market through Upland right now and uh, talk about the trades that went on and should you take those trades, should you not take the trades. But uh, thank you very much, um, Ty. I got your contact information, so I'll be in touch. Ty's got it. Um, Trent, Keith, Aaron, if you have any questions please let me know really appreciate the time um appreciate you guys yeah thank you yeah. thank you yeah cheers all right as i'm removing these guys and down all right that's the only thing about being live is removing from stream gotcha all right we'll back it up you know well before we go on, i just want to say like you know i'm not a sports ball person but those guys seem pretty cool. Absolutely. Maybe maybe not all sports ball people are as bad as I thought they were. <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk to them. So am I. And um, I'm glad you didn't make any of your uh, <laughs> weird, strange comments. <laughs> I was I was trying to be cool. I was like, these guys, these guys seem pretty cool. And they were. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I bought some dogs, even if. You know, if I let my woman know about it, I'd be homeless because who buys a two hundred dollar cartoon dog? But and a bunch of them. But whatever, you know. I bought a three hundred dollar. Uh, I mean, I, I found one. That, <laughs> dude, I I couldn't help myself. I mean that that one that I showed with the I call it the Steve Spurrier with the visor and the diamond grill. I mean, it was a layered epic for three hundred dollars. <laughs> so I mean that that should be a thousand over a thousand now. That should be a couple thousand dollar dog right there. So yeah, I had to do I it. I mean I'll take your word on it, man. I'm pretty excited. I like that they're expanding. I like that that uh you know they're helping out the players. That's super cool. 
You remember when you were telling me what bad mistakes I was making as I was minting the financial district in uh, Manhattan to close no, it out? Don't even, don't even start with that. You get one lucky guess on some nonsense. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> no, you cr- you crushed that, man. You look like a genius on that for sure. Yeah. All right, so I did a little little different. So this is this week's heat map in Los Angeles, since everybody's still uh, still hype about Los Angeles. Uh, the one on the left is including FSAs. The one on the right is not FSAs. So you can go ahead and look if you're an FSA buyer and see which areas you can target that have the ability to flip. Yeah, so like uh, towards the middle south, uh, there's a couple little neighborhoods there that uh, look like there's some FSA still available. So yeah. get on. Yeah, and then I did uh, the comparison. Of this is including the FSAs from week to week, so we can see the uh, growth. Very cool. It's getting there. It's picking up steam. And then this is the non-FSA. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's going, I'm glad, I'm really glad it's not selling out. I mean, we were talking before, everyone's like, one hour, two hours, ah, give it a day. And I'm like, guys, I don't think you got, you're ready for what's about to happen. There's about to be a major reset. Beverly Wood is still wide open. Oh, good to know. Thank you, Franklin. Um, Like, it was, I I could just feel it that they were going to drop this and it was going to be massive. Like, lots of properties. It's not going to sell out overnight. Like, this is what we need. Like, this is what, honestly, this is what Upland needed to stabilize for a second because it was getting kind of crazy. Yeah, and you can see it in the secondary market prices. And, and if you don't have that supply and your demand, everything sold out, like there was such uh, secondary market inflation when everything was sold out and they're like, uh, what do we do? And prices just kept going up. New players are like, this game sucks because I have nothing to buy. Um, and you never want to be there. Yeah, I am curious if the Upland team is still listening why we had somebody sign up and they got dropped in Clovis. (laughs) I feel bad. We spent like 10 minutes talking to these guys about what is upland and all the stuff that you can do. And, and then you get, you send them to Clovis. It's like Clovis. He's like, what do I do from here? I'm like, honestly, just log out. (laughs) Just (laughs) restart, (laughs) re-roll those stats. Cause you rolled bottoms. Like you rolled, you rolled, natural one right there dude clovis Uh, i forgot that was a place yes like geez oh and here we go we can see the numbers you know with the continued availability of la the the upex floor prices unsurprisingly reflecting that oh yeah hey look at that yeah um biggest thing staten island came back in as a top five this week swapped out um i am updating it a little more so i'm keeping a top 10 list but i'll provide the top five so i have the last week to this week um so i don't have to keep putting asterisks in and i can tell you if it swapped out for the week um 
But I found that shocking that San Francisco, well, San Francisco had that big drop in the U.S. floor price. It was $19 last week, um, so up to 24 So that rebounded pretty well. People bought that discount. Yeah. Yeah, that was clearly not going to be something that lasts. I mean, $19 is far under value of what anything should be there. Anything you really want to talk cover more here on this one? No. Again, I think that that's about what we would expect um, as far as reductions. Now I'll be watching Manhattan to see if that floor drops below 100,000 upex or not. Ooh, 100. The floor in Manhattan under 100,000, it'll never happen. No way. I mean, we, we've come down from 168,000, so. Man. That would be a rough ride for Manhattan, if I'm being honest. But, cool. Yeah. All right. Then we got the bottom. Um, Los Angeles. We're at the bottom now. We're here. Yeah. You can still mint in Los Angeles. Um, it was messing with oh. my Excel trying to do. I was, you know, I don't have much time when I put this together. So, I just got out the <laughs> mint price. You, you can go find your own mint price. We're talking secondary markets here. So, uh <laughs> Dude, that was so hostile and unneedy. You could have just been like, yeah, we're just going to do the se- the secondhand sale price because that's what this is. Like, yeah. they're, but they're still mint available. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. Okay. It's been a long day, but a stressful <laughs> day. <laughs> and I'm not happy right. with my setup. Don't take, it, don't take it out on the 15 people that follow and show up each week. My God. <laughs> no. Um, but I was... You know, Cleveland, Kansas City, Chicago's really dropping down. Nashville was out of it last week and came in, and it really came in under the floor. Um, so, market's moving. The bottom's moving up. The top's kind of moving down. So, you're seeing an overall collection co- uh, correction in the market, I take it. Yeah, that sounded fancy enough to be true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you see the Master Bill contest is going on? It- yeah, this is super cool. I mean, we have some very talented artists um, in the community. I mean, just some absolutely stellar stuff. So um, this is the first time that they've kind of departed um, from, like, every city's going to have more or less everything in a way. Now, this is the first time we're seeing city-specific buildings. So each city will have a handful of unique buildings, presumably in addition to the standard ones. So I think that is a very... Um, cool take on things. I am going to be curious to see how that starts to split out among uh, the holiday decorating contests. If they only do, you know, the generic ones, if they do specialized cities, that'd be a lot of decorations you need to create for all the custom houses, you know? Yeah. And they even hinted, uh, TM said crypto price drop could also influence the floor here. So good point. Fair. Um, and they also hinted around at neighborhood-specific buildings, too. So designs, you know, maybe yeah. for an Alamo Square. You know, we love our Alamo Square. And and even that floor came down from $3 million. It's down to 1.4 and change million up X. Slacking. Slacking, Alamo. <laughs> but it's a great deal. Definitely want to get involved in the Alamo Square neighborhood. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, are you building anything, or are you just leaving it to the talented, creative people out there? Oh, no, yeah. I'm not talented nearly enough for that. 
I will I will cast my votes happily, but I'll leave it to the professionals. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. So we are into the would you accept that trade offer? We have a Daryl okay. Henderson memento. He's a running back for the Los Angeles Rams. And we okay. have, and that's a one of one, and it's a cap. And they offered that up for somebody's Tom Brady Essentials jersey. It's mint number three out of 8,000. So I lose the memento and I gain the Brady? No, you lose the Brady, you gain the memento. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that for sure. Even though it's Tom Brady? I don't like his face. And even though it's a number three mint? <laughs> I mean, it's an oh, it's well, it's a 2020 essential. I didn't realize it was a 2020 essential. Um, no, nah, but it's for a 2020 moment. Yeah, no, I take it. The thing is, like, it's an essential. Like, it's it's cool, but it's meant to be destroyed. Mint three, it's not his jersey number. It's not mint one. Eh. Like, uh, Dizzy's saying that it's three of 168. So there's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Three there of was, 168. I'm sorry. There was yeah. a potential of 8,000 available, Eight, but. Potential of 8,000 and only 168. So, I mean, there is that to consider, but I don't know. I probably, I see now this is why I don't trade legits either though. Cause I don't know anything about this. So I'd like just decline actually Disney or not Disney TM made a bunch of trades with me and you owe me those players back. <laughs> yeah. My nose <laughs> listening. <laughs> Give me my players back. Yeah. Yeah. 2021, the year retired. I think that that's going to be important. What is happening there? Can you delete? What is going on? How do you remove? Um, I don't know how to translate that. Um, I'm just blocking him. I just want it to stop. Oh, Jesus. Look at that picture, too. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> how? <laughs> what is, All right. is that? Sorry, YouTube. Yeah, we got a little spammer Sorry, going YouTube. on. In the... so, yeah, we got some... Some really ridiculous spammers, uh, podcast viewers didn't have to worry about it, but uh, yeah, anyway. So, this is an interesting one. Uh, 1037 okay. East, uh, 212th Street in the Bronx. Uh, Maui has that up for sale for 12,000 UPEX, and she received an offer for to purchase it for 15,000 UPEX. I mean, is this a joke? Why wouldn't you then? If she was going to sell it for twelve, why wouldn't you sell it for fifteen? <laughs> what am I? What's the what's the question here? Uh, she sold it for fifteen, but okay. But your thought on making an offer—I I mean, you could have got it for twelve. Yeah, my guess is somebody was trying to hit on him. What do you want from me? Yeah. There you They're go. Like, hey, what if I tip you an extra three thousand upics? Like, I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was just a shady deal that she did, and now she's trying to play it. Is it? I don't know if she. Sorry, they. <laughs> Maybe they made this shady deal and feel bad about it, and now they're playing it off like it's some. Um, oh, this random person offered me. Uh huh. We know you just laundered three thousand upics. We see you. <laughs> 
Oh, geez. So you're going that route now that we're, we're back to laundering. Um, laundering. I st- I'm watching you. You can't send it into us and make us your accomplice and go, look at these crazy deals. No, no, no. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm sorry. Back it up. So would you take this this offer? Would you give up your Tom Brady? Um. No, I get not that. Now that I realize it's a 2020, no, probably not. I'd give up the Tom Brady. I'd take the one on one. Really? Damn it! You, I said that originally, and you made you tried to trick me to change my mind. <laughs> I'm not trying to like trying to. Trick you're like, what about now? Look at Brady. Look at him. Look at his eyes. And I'm like, I don't want to. And then I'm like, okay, I'll keep Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I would do the deal. Cool. Um, and then I'd accept the fifteen thousand. So thank you for the extra three thousand. Now, this one is uh, ten seventy Marco Place in Los Angeles, California. It's uh, okay. forty six up square. Uh, monthly earning a six hundred and sixty opex, and in a boosted collection, it could be nine hundred and twenty four. Mm. And they were offering that up for four thirty one West one twenty sixth Street in Manhattan, New York, which was uh, one up square property for uh, <laughs> monthly earning of five opex. This is a great. Um, this is a great one. So I'm curious. I don't know the number from Manhattan. Does anybody know how many one up square properties there are in Manhattan? Because I know in, in San Francisco, um, there was about a dozen. (laughs) Um, and so this is interesting in the sense like, okay, this one upsquare property is never going to be able to have anything built on it realistically. Um, so it can't be built on. It can't really be used. It's super cool and probably very limited, but I don't, I don't know. I'd probably still keep it though. Like that's the thing. They're so rare and random. I'd probably keep it. I'd probably say, no, I don't want to trade. I want to keep my one upsquare property. Uh, I'm aligned with you. You know, the one-up squares are rare. Uh, I don't think, you know, it's more of a collector thing than a functionality thing. Yeah. It's almost like a pride. Like, look, I own this tiny sliver of land. Um, I can't do anything with it, but I can send to it. I can still send to it. So You can still send to it. And um, why Ferret thinks he'll be able to put a phone booth on there eventually, so... Oh, phone booth. That'd be cool. And uh, MindX said he can park his bike cool. there. Yeah, bicycle parking. Yeah, I like There you it. go. Block Explorer parking. Yeah. So, wait, so what happened? Did they take it? Uh, they rejected it. Okay. To be fair, like, this isn't, like, I, I think, like, that's a legit offer. Like, yeah, I'm sure, like. Yeah, that's not a lowball offer. Um, It's. What's the, so it'll be like, uh, what, 66000 50000 50, for the, um, the mint price on 1070 Which is kind of weird. I couldn't find it um, in Upland through their search, and I couldn't find it on Upex, uh, 
spark.exchange or upxland.me. So it couldn't, it wouldn't come up in any of the searchable databases or the game itself. So interesting. White Ferret was able to provide me those screenshots for me. So interesting. Yeah, but I, I'm one where <laughs> with the rarity, so I definitely keep the the one up square. Yeah, I'd probably keep the one up square because I've. Yeah, they're cool. Ooh. Now, these are in the same collection. They're actually right across the street from each other. Uh, somebody offered up 558 South Main Street, Los Angeles, California. Uh, it's 362 up squares. Total monthly earning is 1,304 up And they were offering that property up for 555 South Main Street, Los Angeles, California. Um, and that was... 826 up square property and the monthly earnings is 3,721. I mean, what, what am I missing? Why in the hell would I accept this? Hold on, I might, I might've messed it up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like why, why would I ever accept this deal? Like, even if it was like a marked property of some kind on the map, like, there's no chance I'm taking this. Okay, there we go. I didn't mess it up. So, 558 South Main Street is a historic Santa Fe building in Los Angeles. Oh, so it's part of an an additional collection? Yes. Mm, it's not part of an addition it's not part of an it's not part of an additional collection it's not recognized by upland but it's got that historical uh oh no if any official send it down the river no i'm keeping it i'm not trading that so you're not trading it no, no way I'm trading that. I don't, because if it's, I, I think the overlay, people put way too much on this overlay. Like, what happens when that goes away? What happens when they go to a new overlay provider or it changes to some other thing? Like, those markings won't mean anything. Like, it's it's so insane to me that people put so much emphasis on those markers that aren't tied to anything. Sorry, that's my, I'll get off my soapbox. So they offered, they offered 555. I'm sorry, I had it backwards. So I knew I messed that up. I had to go back and check my notes. So they offered 555 South Main Street for 558 Main Street. So this is after the swap happened that I grabbed this screenshot. So I messed that up. Oh. If it was the other way around, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the property I want is 555 South Main Street. Right. If somebody's going to give me that and, and they want 558 because of a little marking, get it. Yeah. So, yep. And then I got corrected right there, too. Yep. Oh, okay, good. So they- Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a great deal. And heads up, like, that's, that's smart for you. Like, and honestly, like, if, if your thing is collecting those kind of quote-unquote marked properties – I guess there's no shame in it, but I wouldn't put any stock in it. Yeah. So I would have took the trade myself, too. I would have taken the bigger up squared, um, especially in California for, especially in Los Angeles for that. Yeah. Look at that earnings, man. 3700 a month just on that. Love yeah. it. 
I do like that. Um, okay, yeah. That is it there with the slideshow. Some of the things that I did want to address we've been missing on the last couple of podcasts is the, is the well, I guess it's a bad time to bring it up since the conflict that's going on in Ukraine right now. Um, but And that's where a lot of the development team for Upland's at. But I don't know how much of their support's there. But you're seeing a lot of complaints on social media, on Twitter. Seamless, <laughs> seamless with that. Just weave that in there so effortlessly. <laughs> Um, uh, go ahead but you see a lot of it on on reddit on facebook on um in the discord is people waiting on their block explorers and some people it seems like getting them ahead of other people uh a lot of supposed one-on-ones that are very similar um very similar block explorers uh, people having to wait months for approval for fiat out with tilia um, so I, I don't know if they need, um, yeah, but you gotta in mind, like the, it's probably the same percentage, right? Like I, I know it feels like a lot more people because it is, but like these aren't new problems and it's, I don't honestly think that a higher percentage of people are having these problems or whatever than it used to be it's just there's so many more and the negative people are always the most vocal so i get it i I see it the the black explorer stuff i don't really uh like especially if it's more original content honestly if you ask for a logo of a sports team or the copy of a superhero like and somebody else gets the exact same one like you kind of deserve that because like you're not even it's not even an original concept and then i hate that they can be sold it's actually grading me a lot <laughs> like like what grinds my gears people selling their custom block explorers i've decided i really don't like that because like, the whole point is that they're making it for you to celebrate you know your success and now people are like eh, i'll make it something that i can profit off of it's just like not the spirit of the game to me but people are going to do what people are going to do and so you're not concerned with, you just think the there's a handful and it, it's just the same percentage that it's always been and they address the issues? Yeah, I honestly do. Like, I, I know I've, I've been spending a little bit more time in Discord and yeah, there's a lot of kind of unhappy and grumpy people. And yeah, there's a lot of things that, that you can gripe about, but I mean, there's so many people um, coming in now. There's bound to be some amount of uh, unpleasure. Uh, yeah, some of no, and and there was some examples. There's a really good example of this uh, unicorn, like, and I've seen it. I've seen it now uh, on Facebook, a couple of Facebook groups. I've seen it in the mods channels, like on Discord. So no, like, it is getting to the actual tops of Upland. Like they are seeing this, they understand it, um, and so like that. The unicorn one kind of was like, yeah, that's fair. And I've seen some people like have their block explorer like semi ripped off and stuff. So I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Um, I lost my whole train of <laughs> train of thought right there. I went. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> I was reading the comments and then it just distracted me from everything. Oh, okay. Got it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to do an update. Ending on a strong note. We're crushing it. Let's do this. 
to, to update, um, Octavius has been uh, continuing to update me through his saga in jail. Um, now, is he writing prison notes? Yeah, he's writing like, me like prison I'm, notes, some prison kites. Toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now, his uh, fee is $6 million up X. Um, now, so is it like you pay, you're you in jail until you pay $6 million? Right. Or like, is there a way to get out? Um, for him to get out, he needs to pay uh, six million up X. That's uh, what they what they've calculated through the the accounts that had the chargebacks and the funneling through to the different accounts and to his account. Um, uh, you know, we're only hearing one side of the story, but the guy's doxed for his other project, um, and we all a lot of us did business with him. And I don't know if it was just uh, catching up through the through the chargeback process that it took a couple of months. But I, I know he quit. He shut down all business when they said um, you can't sell UPEX on the secondary market. Um, people that yeah. do that, you'll be punished. And, and I think this was I think these are things that happened before because I know he stopped his operation right when it happened. And he has offered up that, hey, I have communications with all these players. Give me a list of players. I'll provide your name, show them the communication, show you that, you know, I did not know that they were scamming the system. So, and he said, you know, he hasn't been active in Upland. So he doesn't have the 6000 or the $6,000, 6 million up X. So it's a saga that continues and will continue to update. Does he not get interest while he's in jail? How does that um, I'm not really sure, but, but I think he liquidated a lot. So I don't even know how much he probably earns. Yeah. I mean, he's still worth 143 million OPEX. Yeah. But you can't really sell your properties because you get super penalized. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But that's all I had. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, upland.wiki coming soon, <laughs> upland asterisks. Um, I am in uh, alpha testing, so if you would like to alpha test the upcoming upland.wiki, upload your node information, um, create your own custom wiki page for yourself about your time in upland and contact information, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, we're still figuring out. Um, so if you're interested in that, uh, hit me up on Discord. I'll get you into the alpha program. Looking to launch at sometime in March at this point. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, and that's that's really needed, that community-built project of the go-to spot of just the node, the node history. You want to join a node, and you can check it all out right then and there. So I, I like it. I'm glad that you're putting that together. And you're going to uh, – Pretty good response so far already, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the major, um, a lot of the major node owners have reached out and want to be part of it. Um, had a lot of uh, really positive response around it, so looking forward to it. So, so, are you doing HOAs in your wiki too? HOAs, I guess. I mean, yeah, you can you can put that information. All the neighborhoods, so it's going to be organized by. Uh, country, city, and then on the city page, it'll have hopefully some city stats, and we'll get things like number of properties, collections, etc. And then um, there'll be all of the neighborhoods as people build them out, 
And so, yeah, you'll, it'll have a neighborhood page and the neighborhood can say, you know, if it's a node, if it's HOA, however you want to tag it. Um, and that way, when somebody goes and searches uh, on the wiki, if they're like, oh, I wonder which neighborhood's like if you're doing HOA instead of node, which is cool. You'd be like HOA and be like, hey, these are the neighborhoods currently supporting HOA. You know, if I was like, oh, man, I keep hearing about this TNA, like, what, what, I wonder what nodes they have, and like TNA, and here's all the, the nodes that are tied to TNA, and I'm like, oh, cool, you know, so that's the, that's the vision, it should be pretty cool, and yeah, March is in six days, um, again, we're in alpha, and once I start getting a little bit more content, I'll probably do uh, an open beta um, as soon as I feel comfortable that the content's enough to get started. Nice. I like it, and uh, definitely check it out. People definitely be an alpha tester. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to it. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at Upix Podcast. Want to thank the Players Lounge for spending time with us this evening, and uh, definitely check out the DGD Mafia. Um, it's a pretty cool community on their Discord, and. Uh, and I like the artwork. Um, and there's still a lot of good deals right now. You can buy some of these dogs below below mint. So you, you can't beat that. And that, that that was something I forgot to bring up with them is, you know, just because it's a common doesn't mean that people won't like it because it just looks like a cool dog, you know. So d- don't get discouraged if you like the if you like the way the dog looks, you know, I you can find some good deals out there and some of the epics and some of the rares. I'm like, I'm not feeling that and not buying that for that price, but it's a lot of different ways to go when you collect your NFTs. So, and there's a lot of cool combinations that they have here. So, yeah. All right. Until next week, everybody be safe. (laughs) You you just kind of sat there and uh, stared at me awkwardly. So, (laughs) I was like, dude, you say like five more words, you might just turn into recurrier. I don't know what's happening. Oh. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.